0: It was my redemption story, like, and again, I just, for that one, I did like 10 minutes of faster size a day, but yeah, from having my baby, so, and then eight months later, I was on stage at a bodybuilding competition, just doing faster size. Wow. And like, that was kind of like my beat my chest moment to the world, like, faster size can work, you know, like.
1: (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Thinking Project. And of course, as always, this isn't sponsored. I'm your host, Alton Jensen. I'm doing this for the love of it. So make sure that you share this with your friends, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please follow the podcast and share it around because that's how this all works. Uh, And if you want to start a podcast for your business, you can support the podcast by supporting my company and... My sales mastermind group. So if you're in sales, join the mastermind group. Link below. If you want a podcast for your business, Aloha Views Production. Hit me up and we can get it done. Without further ado, let me introduce Allison Roberts, who is the CEO of Faster Size. The story of Faster Size is amazing. Her story from uh, having a child to competing in a bodybuilding contest using only Faster Size was a phenomenal story. You should absolutely stay tuned for the entire episode. But until then. I'll catch you on the other side. Please enjoy this and welcome Allison Roberts. Thank you so much for listening. Be good. All right, Allison. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for showing Faster Size to everybody. How Faster Size is a unique exercise, a unique workout. And it seems to me like it was built for entrepreneurs. Can you, so I, is that is that accurate?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's built for people who have very little free time. We're talking like five minutes a day. Okay. I know that that's a point that you could argue like, oh, everybody's got free time. But okay, you might have free time, but you might not want to dedicate it to working out. So that's where we come in, five minutes a day working out. And like you said, it's very unique. <laughs> <So> <laughs> have, you, have you actually seen some of the shivering exercises? The sh- I've seen a
1: couple that you did. Like I think you, well, you were at Silicon Slopes or something mm-hmm. like that doing it right on yep. stage. And then I think I think I saw a video where you had a whole group of people. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, everybody do it with me.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we do this like at conferences and big events. And we get everybody just shivering in their heels and dress suits and everything. Wow. <laughs> it's super fun. But, yeah, I mean, these one-minute shivering exercises, pack a real punch. It's the body's fastest way to burn calories. calories. So Mm. if you shiver for one minute, you can burn up to a hundred calories. Whoa. And if you shiver for five minutes, you can burn up to 500 calories. And that's and there's
1: no machines. It's just you.
0: Yeah, it's just you. And it does take a little bit of practice with the technique um, because you have to first flex your muscles and then shake them back and forth <laughs> really fast. But usually I can get people to be pretty proficient at it with like a two-minute dem- two demonstration, one minute explaining how to do the exercise, and then one minute walking through it with them. But it is so hard to do the exercise and explain it to someone at the same time <laughs> because I start to Get
1: out of <laughs> That's so funny. It's pretty brutal. Um, no, that's br- so. Walk us through how faster size started because I feel like, um, and and do you normally? I guess before you tell me the story, I have this question because I've been to like conferences before, and they'll do like breath work exercises mm-hmm. to like get people like in the mood. But I feel like an exercise might be just as beneficial, right? And mm-hmm. so yeah walk through yeah walk me through it
0: well so uh, there's a lot of science behind it but i'll try to keep it like not super deep dive <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so when you do a one minute exercise say you're at a conference and you're in between lectures You stand up, you have like a five-minute break, lots of people do bathroom break, coffee break, whatever, but if you have a one-minute exercise, there's a few things that are going to happen. First, you're going to burn 100 calories, which helps to boost your metabolism, but you're also going to raise your epinephrine, glucagon, growth hormone, and cortisol for up to an hour afterwards, and those four hormones not only help with fat burning, but they also help with mental clarity and focus and learning retention. So you get your entire audience to do a one minute demonstration of faster size before a lecture, they're going to remember 20 to 30% more of that lecture than they would had they not done the exercise to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it helps people get motivated, energized, and they're going to remember everything that you're about to teach them way more than they would have if you had just let them go and take a bathroom break.
1: Yeah, like in because that's why you take the bathroom break, right? You like get up, walk around, walk like, around. like get yep. your phone, right?
0: That's so insane. One other thing I wanted to mention when you go from just baseline, which is sitting here like we are, to doing a one minute faster size demonstration, you burn 120 times more energy. So you go from zero to 120 times more energy expenditure, the energy in the room, when you do that with so many people, it's palpable. It's like the air is electric because people are just like, (laughs) wow! Wow. especially if you do it to acdc which is my personal favorite band to rock out to <laughs> so you get that blasting and everybody's exercising it's a lot what's of fun. your
1: favorite acdc song oh
0: gosh that's so hard i think my favorite ones to work out to are um thunderstruck and uh oh crap no, 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 no. i know
1: we're on a podcast and i put you on the <laughs> spot of course it happens to me every time
0: oh <laughs> back in black yes that one's really great um uh, if i think of the other one i'll let you know yeah, but that's yeah cool. those are super fun
1: um and when you do this at conferences when i did my first breathwork so i only have like breathwork to compare to but when we're sitting in the audience and we had a guy robbie bent who owns othership or the app othership big breathwork app he came on and did it. it was super awkward and like all of us were kind of like looking around i mean obviously we did it right because you don't want to be that guy or girl um <laughs> Is it? Do you have to fight people a little bit, or or is it kind of just like herd mentality? Everybody just follows along.
0: I'm really glad you asked that because (laughs) it's like a it's like a real time social experiment, and I love watching it happen. So, so first I get on stage and I'm like, "Hey, we're going to do a shivering exercise," and I met with like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, (laughs) I would say severe. Incredul- incredulity. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, okay, so everybody stand up and you're gonna start shivering like this and and they're start like looking at each other like, Are we actually gonna do this? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like okay we're gonna set the timer on your mark it's set go and then everybody like does it they they try really hard and at first they're kind of like this isn't gonna do anything and then 20 seconds in you can see them start to struggle and it's like wow this is actually really intense and then by the end of it I think maybe 25% of the audience is actually able to go the full minute with me and everyone's totally gassed and looking at each other with shock and awe like I can't believe that was so intense <laughs> it's just like, and I, I can pinpoint, okay, 20 seconds in, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, it's really funny.
1: Yeah. What was the first event you did in that?
0: Oh, let's see. That would have been uh, actually in Brazil. So my dad okay. and I, we were flown out by a doctor who, um, Dr. Italo Rashid, um, he's really big down in Brazil and he's loved my dad's work for years. My dad created faster size and we'll talk about that in a second, yeah, but, yeah. um, he flew my dad and me out to Brazil, Sao Paulo, um, to talk about faster size at a medical convention there. And so we did it with a room of like 300 doctors. Um, yeah. yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Ooh,
1: and I feel that like that would be a hard crowd. That would be a tough crowd.
0: They we the most enthusiastic right, group ever. I think, fair. I mean, it's a combination of like, this is way more fun than you would normally have at a medical conference. <laughs> and also they're Brazilian and they love to party. So yeah. it was a good match, I think. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, that's really cool. I really enjoy that. I think uh, when you're talking about just like doing that in a group, right, um, people get like jazzed about it. I think it's a break, right? Like a mental break. Like if I have to, you know, sit at a conference forever, um, it gets kind of, it gets kind of taxing. So I have a lot of questions. Let's start with how it started, but then I kind of want to get into the business model too, like how you guys monetize this and things like that. Mm -hmm. But tell me, um, you, so you said your dad kind of started it Mm -hmm. and then to explain your role and how this all this all looks
0: yeah so honestly I love our story it's probably okay. one of my favorite parts of faster size so I have wanted to start a business with my dad since I was 12 years old I wrote in my journal that long time ago I said I want to go to college and study business so I can come home and start a business with my dad wow. and I did that I graduated Thank oh, <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. I graduated from BYU I was the vice president of the Marriott school um, and so I have experience in like HR finance economics uh, data analytics operations supply chain. So that was awesome. I, I got that experience and then um, so my dad, he's a medical doctor, he's a genius like 30 year career in th- metabolism and thyroid research and he's discovered three medical innovations faster size is the third. So the first was Wilson's temperature syndrome which is an issue with the thyroid gland not having the proper T4 to T3 hormone conversion. again, very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is a time release T3 medication. He was the first doctor to propose that for patients to help normalize their uh, temperatures and then faster size. So this is kind of a collection of all the research and insight and uh, patient help and lecturing thousands of doctors over the years. He wrote a book on his discovery called The Power of Faster Size, and it references over 200 studies. So it's like a very deep scientific dive on how this affects your hormones and why these exercises work and, um, you know, what it's going to do for your mitochondria and your Krebs cycle and your energy and all this stuff. But the application is very simple. So he happened to have this discovery and started writing his book right when I had my first kid. Okay, so I was pregnant, gained like 35 pounds, and he told me about this two weeks before I had my baby. And I was like, oh great, well now I've got like a postpartum plan that I can do. And so I started doing these like five minutes of faster size a day pretty much immediately after I had my baby. I think I started a week after and that's something you can do because the exercises are so easy on your joints and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting a huge benefit, but I didn't have any alternatives because I was moving across the country, starting a new job, had a baby, trying to buy a house. Like I just didn't have free time. Yeah, I was that's really tough, stressed yeah. out. And I was also dealing with postpartum depression. And. That combination was just, it was absolutely brutal. So having a fitness program that I could do like at my desk or in a conference room or in my baby's nursery um, just when I had a minute to spare, that made a huge difference for me. And I wasn't really expecting to see like a huge difference in my physique because my background is I was actually like a national elite athlete in high school. So top 100 for my events in, you know, the two mile and the 5k, um, you know, I worked out for four hours a week. I'm sorry, four hours a day, almost every day of the week, I would run 50 miles a week. Like I was very, no pain, no gain, push through barriers, (laughs) go, go, go. Like I, I pushed myself to my limits. And so, having a five minute a day fitness program, I was like, what can this do? Like, that yeah. just seems like such a tiny little thing. But anyway, I lost 45 pounds in 8 months. Well, I lost 30 of those pounds in 3 months and then I lost more weight over the following 5 months and I started to think to myself like I have never been this chiseled. I got down to 11% body fat Whoa. without really even trying. I'm faster just doing faster exercise. Faster I didn't do Shit. weightlifting. I didn't do <clears throat> What <crazy> was cardio? <laughs> what
1: was your diet?
0: <laughs> My diet was mostly and this is something that's in the program, avoiding refined starches and sugars. Okay. So like no breads and pastas and cookies. things like that okay and then um we recommend just stop eating when you're not hungry so i didn't do any calorie counting or macros either right right um
1: i heard that that never that science has never made a lot of sense to me i don't have time <laughs> no i for that right
0: i didn't i didn't have time for it <laughs> yeah god. Like, it's like cannot, i'm not doing it i
1: cannot plug this into an app to tell, and i'm not gonna count yeah i don't have time for that <laughs>
0: well and there's there's rationale behind it too because your body is such a sophisticated machine that there's no way that a that a calorie counter on your phone is going to be able to account for everything that your appetite can, such as your stress, how well you slept last night, the steps that you've taken, you know, where you're emotionally at these days, like all of those factor into how many calories you need to eat. And so, and then in addition, like, anyway, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. But to say I just did intuitive eating is what we call it. Yeah, that's fair. And So So you kind of go
1: like you said no refined sugars or starches. So like you kind of go keto or what?
0: Yeah, I I would say lower carb. It wasn't like full keto. And I would still I did probably what's closer to carb cycling because I would do low carb for a few days and just be like, man, I really want some potatoes. Spaghetti (laughs) is my favorite
1: meal. Like hands down, it's my favorite.
0: (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to have potatoes because I feel like it. So I think it would probably be more carb cycling. But again, it's just how I felt like, how I I like,
1: I like the idea of intuitive eating because that's kind of what changed for me in my health journey was like, I tried keto, I tried all this stuff and I was like, none of it was sustainable for me because of one reason or another. And it could have been lack of discipline. But for me, it was like, it was just like, I just listened to my body. Like for me, what I found out and, and where, when I started my health journey was like, it wasn't necessarily what I ate, although that was a big part of it, but it was like how much. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, it was like actually eating less. Yeah. And I, I, and obviously that's personal, right? Everybody's got to figure it out. I think that's why I like intuitive eating. Yeah. Right, you know, your body will tell you, kind of give you signs, right?
0: hundred percent. I mean, yeah. When you're, when you're, when your hunger goes away, then just stop eating. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. When you're done. Yeah. When you're done, you're done. And that, which is, that's crazy, uh, to, to tell people, right? You're like, okay, it's really easy to do that. Right. Um, I was going to ask you this before we get too deep Yeah, because my ADHD, I'll totally forget it. Um, When you were talking about your experience coming from like, you know, high caliber athlete, you know, and then feeling like this five minute wasn't going to do a lot. I feel like that's a common thread in anything that we do. Right. I do a scholarship for my high school and I talk to a lot of business owners and people just think it has to be so hard. Like if I'm not struggling, it's not working, but it seems like everything that I've learned in real life Mm -hmm. is exactly the opposite. Like you can actually make huge gains. With very little and it doesn't, you don't have to like go crazy. What was kind of your, like walk me through like your thought process and then maybe how you deal with that with other people.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so funny because like, I feel like it, it was an idea i define my personality as being the girl who breaks through barriers like when i was in high school and so like the struggle was important to me mm. like i chose my major in college because it was the hardest major to do what, which
1: one which one
0: well so it's supply chain but at the time it was the hardest i was the lowest acceptance rate program in the marriott school free, of business. well
1: freak, supply chain's kicking it, it was my worst grade <laughs> in my master's program <laughs> Cause I was like, this is like statistics. It's like, you're trying to tell me it's math, but I don't believe you. Cause it's not working. Right. <laughs> Cause you have two, you have four different X's in this equation and they all mean something different. Yeah. I'm like, okay, anyway.
0: So, I mean, like struggle was so important to me, but then like, as I've gotten older and I'm not like super old and wise, but <laughs> sure. like, as I'm getting older, I realize like struggle does not equal accomplishment. Like mm. you can struggle just as hard, picking trash on the side of the road or trying to start a company right like something so true some things are really hard and there's very little benefit right
1: that's so true
0: and and you only have so much emotional capital to spend every day you don't you only have so much emotional capital so much willpower and so much energy to dedicate to things and especially like as i've had kids so i have two kids now um it's really important for me to be able to spend quality time with them and to give them my energy and then i'm also giving my business my energy and I'm giving myself and my husband my energy and so I realized like a struggle can actually take you away from the things that are most important to you if they eat into the other parts of your life that are just as important Mm -hmm. right and so everybody's got to figure out what like works the best for them in that situation but yeah like having a five minute a day fitness program it almost feels like a superpower because suddenly like i call them um schedule explosions like oh bam like your kid got sick and now you can't take him to daycare <laughs> bam like you know yeah. there's a snowstorm like there are things that happen outside of your control that suddenly make your everyday routine just so hard to yeah. maintain and so what if you can have a fitness program that is immune to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> right?
1: yeah that you could do really wherever
0: <laughs> it's immune to the shocks it's immune to your yeah. business trip <laughs> so um anyway i think i think that's one of the things i love most about it yeah so
1: and so it's really like this sh- study of shivering but i think I, th- I like how you mentioned because now tell me this i was doing some research just on like these, and like you have you seen those like boards that shake you <laughs> yeah. like it seems like those don't work too well like, it seems like those have been debunked, <laughs> right? Right.
0: Sorry. I just like, yeah. So people bring up vibration plates to me all the time. Okay. It, the movement is very similar. Like when you stand on one, your body's like shaking and shivering and right. Yeah. But the machine is what's causing that movement, not your own body. And so it has almost no calorie burning benefits. Right. And, and it, like, I would say the best thing that those vibration plates have to offer is maybe with circulation because it's jarring the blood you know, yeah, it's yeah, jarring yet. Yeah. It. And then also maybe some stability, like, cause you have to stand there and take it. But yeah. outside of that, like, it's not going to help to build your immune system or your, um, metabolism. It's not going to help to burn calories. Like yeah, those benefits will not be had.
1: And cause when you were describing it, one thing that caught my attention was like the, you have to tense your muscles. Cause like shivering keeps your body warm. Yes. Or that's your, that's your, and everything contracts to put the blood back where you know, where it's needed the most because yes. you're cold. Right. Right. And so if you're shivering and you mentioned tensing your muscles, I've tried, that's really hard. Like I, I can't flex for 20 seconds. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's really hard to like, keep your
0: like yep. arm flexed for 20 <laughs> seconds.
1: Like, and, and again, like you think it's like, I, I used to think like, Oh, that's stupid. You, anybody can hold that for, and I was like, no, not really. That's kind of hard. <laughs> and and is that kind of what you're saying? That's why at 20 seconds totally. you see people kind of like,
0: yeah, because it's it's full out effort. Like, yeah. um, you know, yeah. you are tensing your muscles the whole time. And then a shivering muscle is it's very rapidly contracting and then releasing contract, release, contract, release over and over and over. And so like it just just. Burns through your ATP. You know, ATP is the energy that your body uses, it's like the energy currency in your body. Mm-hmm. That shivering muscle just eats through it so fast it actually overpowers your mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And then you have to use a backup method um, of of energy creation. And that it actually it acts as like a suction. You know how like when you're draining a pool, you can have a hose. And so if you get, you know, suction power and then you drape the hose over the side, then the water will run out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a similar concept. It's like when you have a vacuum that uses energy so quickly, it causes like that suction and that fat burning that will last like up to an hour or two afterwards, because it's just such an intense drain. Your body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he just used so much energy. We've got to prepare. We got to be ready for when he does this again. Yeah, Cause
1: <laughs> you it's going ha- yeah, to happen again. <laughs>
0: it's like, we got to gear up for war or yeah, something. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Now you recommend this to everybody. I think that's a great, I think it's, I mean, do you and how do you deal with like the objection? We just talked about this, right? Like this idea that like, you know, that's that the struggle doesn't isn't necessary, right? Like you don't actually need to run 50 miles a week to be healthy, right? Yep. Um, but when you're talking to like professionals like this idea, how do you how do you sell that to people? Cause like you and I, all us three in this room, it makes sense, right? But how do you sell that to to somebody who's like just won't take it like won't eat it
0: so one thing i've realized is that i should actually focus more on people who would really care to have my solution as opposed to trying to convince people that don't need it all <laughs> right,
1: right. so it. like i That's become a great, very, a great idea yeah. very
0: clued in on like the target market that like loves my product like people who love faster size I would say our biggest cohort are very busy professional parents. So Mm. people who have children, people who are working long hours, they have competing interests. It is very hard both from a guilt perspective and also from a time perspective to be able to carve out time for yourself to work out. That group of people love faster size because we offer something to them that is very difficult, if not impossible otherwise. And I do feel – I mean – At my core, 100% believe that faster size can benefit everyone Uh because it improves your metabolism from the basic rate. But there are some people who would benefit so much more than others because like if you're already doing a fitness program like kudos to you like keep it up yeah enjoy what you enjoy doing right because it takes time to find something that works for you so we're not trying to take away or you know try to force people to not do something that's working for them but 70% of Americans don't get enough exercise
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that that sounds low (laughs) to me. 70% sounds a little low. It's a huge
0: problem. Like over half of the adult population globally is trying to lose weight at any given time. Anytime. Yeah. Okay. So if we had a solution that actually worked for people on a large scale, we wouldn't be seeing these kinds of issues. So that's what tells me that there's a huge need for my product because it is five minutes a day. You don't need equipment. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't even have to change your clothes. Yeah. It's so doable. It meets people wherever you are, regardless of yeah, like. Yeah, I don't have to get all you sweaty. Because I, sh- I sweat like a, hey. like a <laughs> madman, dude. And like one of the things that's especially near and dear to my heart is like it's especially helpful for people who have like mental health problems. Like, um, you know, I talked about I had postpartum depression. Like, there are times like even though I feel that I am an athlete, when you gain 35 pounds and your stomach's been stretched out from having a kid. You don't feel like an athlete anymore. And going to the gym was actually hard for me because I didn't recognize my body. <sighs> Sorry. Um, it was just a really hard time. And I think one of the things that's nice about faster size is it can help you get from where you are to a much better and happier place. And then you can start exercising in a social way if you want to. But it's like, even if you you know have self-loathing feelings and you can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror, you can do faster size from the comfort of your bedroom without any judgment mm. right and so it's it's just a very like low intimidation low struggle to just get started. And Mm -hmm. I think having all of this, you know, my personal life experience after high school and like going through some of the things that I've gone through, I realized how important that is just for accessibility. All of us need a little bit of a a lift, you know, a leg Mm -hmm. up sometimes. Now I will say as a happy side to the end of that story, I mean, going from feeling very overweight and pudgy and just not happy with myself, like eight months later, I was on stage at a bodybuilding competition.
1: Whoa. Good for <laughs> yeah, you. What a yeah. beautiful story.
0: It was it was my redemption story. Like and again, I just for that one I did like ten minutes of Faster Size a day. But yeah, from having my baby, so and then eight months later I was on stage at a bodybuilding competition just doing Faster Size. Wow. And like that was kind of like my beat my chest moment to the world like Faster Size can work, you know? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Wow. Well, I know there's a lot of people who need to hear that story
0: you know it's it's liberating like Mm -hmm. i mean i did not i did not anticipate i mean first of all that is like such a that is such an emotionally taxing thing to do like Mm -hmm. bodybuilding you're in a string bikini on stage with other people, and they're comparing your physiques <laughs> to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> right? they're
1: literally, that's like Instagram in real life. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> so, like, that that's was tough. so yeah. outside my comfort zone. But at the same time, like, I just felt so proud that, like, I could have this change, and it only took me 10 minutes a day, right? Yeah.
1: Now, when you're doing bodybuilding, <laughs> Just faster size?
0: Just faster size. No way. For real. So funny story. Uh, you know, when you're lifting weights, right, you get calluses. Like you yeah. get big, thick calluses. Yeah, yeah. And my, <laughs> <laughs> I was backstage with the other competitors. And obviously, they've done like two or three hours of working out a day to prepare for this competition. Yeah. And I didn't win. I'll just say that. I think I was like sixth out of 11. totally fine with (laughs) yeah
1: well you did it though and you and you and you were fine like i think there's something to be said about just being able to do something like that so yeah i just showed up i was there
0: yeah um but yeah it was funny talking backstage with the other competitors and you know they're talking about like oh i've been working out like two or three hours a day my husband doesn't understand but i care so much and i was like i i get it like this has been huge for you and then i gave them like high fives And they like paused when they gave me a high five because I had such soft hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, like, it was
0: noticeable and they were kind of like a little weirded out. Like, what did you do? A hand saw and sand down or something? Um, But yeah, like when you're shivering, you're not holding on to anything seriously. So So you got ready.
1: Well, there's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. You didn't win, but that wasn't the point.
0: No. It was (laughs) like you
1: can go from being pregnant to a bodybuilding competition with faster size. Mm -hmm. That's, that's insane. I
0: wanted to show like faster size can go toe to toe with other fitness programs and it can be a much, a much less time investment, much lower time investment. That's insane.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Holy cow. All right. So tell me about, so walk me through beautiful story. Walk me through the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how does this work? Um, because breath work, fitness, right? Like a lot of these have been monetized through gyms mm-hmm. or apps. Um, and it almost seems like, you know, like breathwork. like I don't really need an app to do that. Right. But tell me like how you have, cause I know you guys have a unique way of like bringing that community together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the business side, we've done a lot of research on this. I will just say shortly, it has become very clear that the mobile app that we have is far and away the best business model for us for master yeah. size for a few reasons. So, when people get on, it's a month, it's like a subscription basis, monthly or yearly. Okay, and when they people onboard onto our app, they we ask them like a question series What are your goals? When do you want to achieve them? By um, what's your daily routine look like? When do you normally eat? things like that. And so then we'll create a custom daily schedule for them. Yeah, And the app is especially important for people who are very, very busy because we basically take the thought work out of their fitness for them, yeah. you know, with, you know, as with any program, you could obviously do whatever exercises you want on your own, but we don't have the time for that and nor do we have the interest for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I mean, <clears throat> we want something that's easy for us to do and it's laid out for us. So that's when we take down <sighs> all of the thought process we give you reminders we show your progress over time we'll connect you with people that are like-minded individuals provide encouragement celebrate your success essentially what we're building is the duolingo of fitness oh yeah you okay know? cool so it's quick easy wins badges leaderboards streaks as well as connecting with your friends or new friends if you want to do this like on a social basis cool. all of the market research we've done has shown that like The gamification and the um, social element is, like, super critical. And I think if anyone has the ability to build a Duolingo of fitness, it's us, right? Because it's only five minutes a day. (laughs) You know, it's super simple.
1: And you can, like, yeah streak all day. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I think, yeah, the gamification of apps is kind of wild. Like, Mm kind of crazy how that started. Um, But I like this because I am, you know... In the, I mean, we both are, right? So like the that hustle culture world of like, you read, in if you have follow any business people, you end up in this, you end up down this like Jocko Willink, Gary V <laughs> path, right? And by the way, awesome individuals, they make more money than me, so who cares what I have to say about them? But <laughs> some people don't relate to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people have, you know, because one of the reasons I started this podcast was to stop people from like, I almost want to like, have people not not have their idols be those guys like warren buffett Mm -hmm. or like because you really don't know what their life is like and and or what they deal with day to day and i had a little taste of it when like i had a outside sales job and i was traveling like a week and a half two weeks out of every month Mm. and i was like being on a plane like you think being on a plane is cool (laughs) like going to the airport every like i gotta be in two cities and in three days right it was like that's actually terrible it's actually it actually sucks at least it did for me and i was like and i was like but i'm probably not alone in that Mm -hmm. and so what's cool about faster size is that you kind of just like introduce people to like hey we're actually all on this boat and it's kind of crazy that we all didn't realize that we're all on this boat that we, you know that we were like comparing ourselves not even to like like at a bodybuilding contest you're comparing. to other contestants, we were comparing ourselves to like Jocko Willing. Mm -hmm. Like I have no reason, I have no business comparing myself to those guys. Yeah. But, but we can all kind of like band together and we don't have to (laughs) like, you know, we don't have to wake up and, Three o'clock in the morning and do a Mark (sighs) Walker schedule. What
0: a nightmare!
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, it would not. It's not fun, right? Like people are like, ah, that's the that's the epitome of whatever, and it's like, "Mm, I doubt it. (laughs) Or at least you should highly consider something else. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
0: really great way to burn yourself down. (laughs) Yeah, in my experience, like I, I mean, I. I, for so long, for years, you know, I really wanted to be that girl who can just push through boundaries. And then I realized that like breaking through walls is going to leave you with scars and a lot less energy. And like, (laughs) I mean, why not, why not work with yourself as opposed to fighting yourself all the time? And you know, that, there's one other thing kind of on this note that you were talking about. I wanted to mention, like, I discovered after I graduated college that my passion has absolutely nothing to do with what other people are doing. Yeah. Like, for so long, I just competed for the sake of competing, right? Mm. I just, I'm a very competitive person. And like, I just wanted to do whatever they're doing, but better. And I realized that like your passion is something that you have to discover for yourself. And it oftentimes has very little to nothing to do with the people around you. Mm. It's something that you have to find for yourself.
1: So finding purpose, you mm-hmm. talking about finding purpose, um, and it not, and it not having external Impacts?
0: Well, I I guess maybe not impact because I'm definitely doing what I do to try to help people's lives be better. But I think it's more like... um You know, I'm not building faster size because one of my friends started building an app and I thought that I I could do it better. (laughs) You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's it's almost like a projection.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or like, you know, kind of uh, leaderboarding your friends. It's like, oh, they're really (laughs) successful and they're pretty successful too. And I should try to be at the top. It's like, I feel like we all get sucked into this pattern of just, you know, trying to be better than the next guy when what we really should be looking at is what makes me happy and how can I do that the best possible, you know?
1: I, I like that because uh, I think there's one principle that is totally true. And that's like what you find annoying in another person is actually just a projection of <laughs> yourself, right? Like um, that's a really hard truth to like swallow. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a hard pill. Mm-hmm. But I think then the, the opposite would be true, right? Like the things you find good in people would also be a projection yes. of the things you find good in yourself and to focus on these things that you find good, like, like your, like your success, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that one of my favorite quotes is like you're special and unique just like everybody else (laughs) right and so like if i can do this i really think that like other people there are other people out there who have similar circumstances that that can benefit from it all totally Hmm? yeah Yeah.
0: no and i'm like my my mission i've realized i've been doing some vision work recently i've been redrafting my definite chief aim in life if you guys read napoleon hill you'll know what this is (laughs) okay no i've
1: read a few napoleon hill books but me and him don't have a good relationship that's all right
0: the biggest part for me is just like having a very clear picture of where you want to go in life, and that's that can, important. Yeah. That can adjust, right? Because my yeah. definite chief aim in life has been through a few iterations.
1: <laughs> it's got to be, yeah. That's that's only normal, right? Right.
0: But I've been I've been thinking through it, and I realized like my my mission in life and my purpose, uh, what I want to pursue more than anything is to help this this planet to be a healthier and happier and more fit place, and to provide fitness for people where. There's just not a lot of option and alternative yeah. and not a lot of motivation either.
1: Yeah. Well, and a lot of like, to me, like a lot of deception.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Like the liver king.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm there's just a lot. It's like those clickbaity my. things like eat more grapefruit and this is going to help you burn 10 pounds in one day. <laughs> well, like. we just,
1: you know, you just end up finding out that like people like that or it's just like, it's a lie.
0: Yep. Like, he
1: was spending however much money, allegedly, I don't know if this is going to end up anywhere, but, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he was doing not what he claimed to be doing.
0: Okay, got it. And
1: you understand what I'm saying? And it's like, so when you find, like, that's also why it's a struggle for me. Like, then that's why, another reason I started the podcast was, like, I didn't want big people like that on there. Mm -hmm. Because... That's not what I'm trying to do because my mission, I felt like, was to like shed light on the little, like, quote unquote, the little people, mm-hmm. right? Who are actually like, I don't have the cloud and everything that these guys do, but we're actually making a difference. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I don't have a bigger name is because I'm not willing to sell out like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, that's why I, I, I have. I've just been doing this long with a lot of different people and you just like meet, you know, you meet amazing people. And then you meet people who you thought were on the path and they just weren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were just selling you this idea. Yeah. And uh it's so anyway, I like the I like you know, sticking around home like in Utah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy, crazy there's amazing people here. Um and you never think it. Utah is like a really like like um what is it? What am I, what's the word I'm looking for? But like almost like an underdog that no one knows is an underdog. <laughs> like <laughs> You're like, that, there's no way that came from there, right? Right. But you're like, it did, though. That's well, that's the crazy part.
0: I love these two statistics, and you probably already know this, but Utah has the highest per capita rate of entrepreneurs anywhere in the country. Yeah. So Utah County, I think, specifically. Second of all, Utah has the highest per capita rate of unicorns per ventures than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yes. I mean, we have a ton of entrepreneurs. We have a ton of successful entrepreneurs. And yeah. that's one of the reasons I moved back because, like, I was in Michigan for a while, and I, I moved back to Utah because I realized there's such a big tech infrastructure here and a support network, and I need to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, and people.
0: And people. <laughs> there's people.
1: I'm from the Midwest too. I'm from Iowa.
0: Nice. With less people. Woo.
1: But uh, but yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember doing that too. Like everybody, I uh, left high school, and you know, in, in my hometown, you were you were some kind of in the healthcare. Or you were in a factory or, you know, or if you didn't, if you weren't lucky enough, I mean, lucky intentionally, like if you weren't lucky enough to get a job at one of the plants, you were just anywhere else. Right. And and so it was crazy. But like, you got to get to Utah, like Utah is like, that's, it's really a nice place to be. And it's like wild Wildly low key, like not very. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Everyone was like, "You, you only because like now I I pretty much exclusively do Utah mm-hmm. interviews. Um, I'll do I'll one or two will trickle in from out of state, but it's got to be real cool um, or a real big opportunity. But for the most part, and then people will be like, "Why do you do in Utah?" I'm like, "Do you realize like we were talking before, Sid Tetra or whatever? Do you realize like we have some of the most insane entrepreneurs here who've just done wild stuff." that's crazy let me ask you this you went to byu Mm -hmm. business school yes supply chain yes so you're you're already talking about low acceptance rate even lower acceptance rate into the business school even lower acceptance rate in supply chain yeah right (laughs) um and i and i asked this because i'm a girl dad and i bring it up every time i interview women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. what was your experience like as a woman in business BYU through through business like how has your experience been Oh,
0: that's such a loaded question.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look. There's, I, I know the answer. Like, there's been good people. There's been bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's, you know, I have a lot of people on my side. But I just want to hear like your story, and like how, if there was any kind of, you know, what like one of the things, one of the things I like to do with. With these interviews is like shown to my daughter, too. Yeah, totally. so that's why I ask.
0: Of course, no, I, I will say, um, I honestly feel like I've taken a dark horse approach to my entrepreneurship journey, so by that, I mean. I feel like it's very easy to be underestimated as a female entrepreneur. It's very easy. However, sometimes that can work to your advantage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you guys have no idea what I'm about to do. And so, like, I would say yeah, I don't right, see a lot on. of like barriers in front of me because people don't realize like what I'm about and how hard I'm going to hustle for what I want. Right. And so it's just like, yeah, you sure, you like- can talk to that person. And it's just like, I'm yeah. going to hit this conversation <laughs> so hard and I'm going. Going to put it you all t- on the line <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you took little wayne's advice real g's moving silence like lasagna <laughs> yeah. all right cool <laughs> i dig it that's one of the i mean that's one of my favorite books the 48 laws of power right mm-hmm. and it's like you know the person like talk less and like show less and like keep everybody in the dark. I don't know. It's a great, I think it's a great book. <laughs> but have, like, you, have you ever read it?
0: I, I think I may have in college, but it's been a minute. <laughs> the 48
1: Laws of Power is a dope book.
0: But yeah, I mean, I I feel like there are also people who are definitely out there to help you. I've, I very rarely come across um, anybody who's trying to stop you, especially as a female entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They may not help you, but there are very few people who would try to stop like, you.
1: Yeah. I, so I guess there's like levels, right? There's people yeah. who actively are like, you're a woman in business, don't know what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I've that.
0: never really experience that okay but then there's the other
1: group that's like doesn't even like notice you're in the room and yep. i don't know what's worse
0: apathetic
1: yeah they're just like yeah
0: i've experienced a lot of apathetic people and i think that that's just that's one thing that's drives me to be even hungrier and more aggressive Yeah. because um this is just a funny story i'm going to tell from high school because (laughs) it's just it's one core memory i'll never forget i was running the mile race and it may have been one of the first times that i ran it and i was competing against this other girl who was like county champ and i was like i'm gonna beat her i'm gonna kick her trash she has no idea what's about to come yeah and her coach um you know we were neck and neck most of the race it's four laps so we were on lap three and her coach was like she's tired speaking about me she's tired she can't keep going go kick her butt come on she's got nothing in the tank and i was like i'll show you and i took off i must have finished like a half to three quarters of a lap ahead of his runner (laughs) i was like that's right you take that and chew on it i actually stared him down after the race and i was just like making eye contact as i walked by like yeah i know so anyway coming back to this (laughs) coming back to this it's like i have experienced so much apathy especially from people who claim claim to be you know part of this utah culture and helping entrepreneurs uh-huh. i feel like there are a lot of posers that that's what i'm saying say that's what i'm saying that they help yeah. they don't actually help they want credit for helping mm, and so ouch. if anyone's actually like <laughs> <Ouch. God laughs> this is why i said that was a loaded yeah, yeah, question yeah, yeah. good for you good for you though. um but i would say like you know for other for other entrepreneurs especially like if you're women or if you feel like you're underrated just know that that happens <clears> to everybody <throat> at some point or another and uh honestly you you just have to you just have to kind of put that to the side because their behavior does not reflect on your potential at all it it just reflects on how they are going to handle people as they come through their lives yeah. and so y- what you need to do is be about your business and keep pushing until your business reaches critical mass yeah. and oftentimes i found like when i start to have success those people come trickling back in like oh, oh hey, hey do you we're remember so that? buddy buddy yeah like i've been here with you the whole time it's like you haven't you know that and i know that but i'm still gonna be nice to you
1: yeah do you you remember that one time i don't i do (laughs) (laughs) i try not
0: to hold a grudge because i feel like that brings negative energy but like
1: yeah. So it kind of like you kind of like protect your peace.
0: Yeah. You got to yeah. protect your peace and you also need to know your worth. So like yeah. I'm never going to chase somebody who doesn't want to be involved with me because I know what I have and I know what I'm about and I know that it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if other people can't see that, I absolutely wouldn't want to work with them. You bring up a
1: really interesting point about just how to move forward in general. And that's like knowing, knowing where you're at, right? Like knowing truly like your position. Mm-hmm. Cause like when you know that you have something special you that, and that's sometimes that's all you need to hold on to, right? Like, well, like, you know, for this podcast, I think, I mean, for, I think for the first hundred episodes, I think my mom and my wife are the only people that listen, <laughs> and the people I interviewed. Yes! Right. I think I got like three people <laughs> who listened to it. To, right. And then eventually it just kind of took off. And, and I think one of the things that I attributed to is one thing you brought up. And that's just like, I know what I got. And I, it's, I just need like momentum. Right. And if it starts with three, then it starts with three. Right. And if it, and if it keeps going, like it keeps going. Um, but that's a really great way of looking at it. I, I think, I appreciate the viewpoint because, at the end of the, at sometimes at the end of the day, that's all you got, right? That's like I we interviewed. Um, I was in the background of an interview with Eliza Tuyaki, who is the uh, defensive coordinator of BYU football, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know, if you and I are in a fight and I only have one arm, he's like the name of the game is still win the fight. He's like whether I have one arm or not." Mm. And, and I was like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes you do, right? Sometimes you only got, sometimes you, uh, you know, and, and obviously we're talking figuratively, right? But the but the idea would be the same, right? It's like, yeah, okay, there's a lot of ap- apathetic people in the room. But I've still got, a, like, the name of the game is still win.
0: Yeah, the name of the game, still win, Dark Horse. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know,
0: I believe in myself, even when, you know, other people don't give me reason to. And I think that's where, like, the vision work comes back into play. Because it's like, you can see clearly in your mind's eye where you're going. That's the most important thing for success. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, if you if you can believe it, right? Wow. Well, that was uh, that was great, Allison. Thank you so much. Where can everybody download Faster Size? Where can everybody follow you? All that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You go?
0: So the faster size app is available on apple and google play so you can just download it we've got a free one month trial you can try it out and see how it works for you um and then i'm on pretty much every social media place there is (laughs) (laughs) so uh, just search faster size f-a-s-t-e-r-c-i-s-e luckily we created that word so nobody else is using it so i have every single domain
1: (laughs) (laughs) good for you thank you all right thank you so much allison
0: (laughs) thanks